0: Hello and welcome to episode forty-one now of the WP Builds Podcast. My name's Nathan Wrigley from pictureandword.co.uk, a small web development agency based in the north of England. I'll be joined later by David Wormsley from DavidWormsley.com, and also this week from projecthuddle.io we've got Andre Gagnon. Um, who is an American plugin developer? And he's got a really interesting plugin which helps you get information from clients that might otherwise be difficult to get. But we'll talk more about that in just a moment. Um, usually, at this point, we do the news. However, I've been on holiday this week, and so I really haven't got a clue what's happened in the news in the WordPress world. I could have sort of quickly glanced around and found things out, but I wouldn't have known what I was on about. So I thought, I'll be honest. I'm not going to claim to know anything about what's happened this week because I've been away, which has been really nice. Um, Okay, as always, I'm going to encourage you to share, so please go to iTunes and write us a nice review. Uh, That would be lovely, and apparently it's quite a powerful thing for iTunes to get nice reviews, so that would be lovely. Also, um, if you go to wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe, you can get signed up to our newsletter and there's all the buttons under the podcast player as well so feel free to use that in other words just share this all over the place please that would be lovely great stuff now andre the plugin developer of project huddle has given you folk a 15% off voucher if you use the coupon code wpbuilds all capital letters all uh, well with no spaces then you're going to get 15% off at the checkout. So if you, at the end of this, you've liked what he's had to say and you like his plugin, use that offer code and you can get 15% off, which is rather nice of him, isn't it? Okay, so what's Project HODL all about? Well, Andre's been developing this for a, a number of years and essentially it solves that little pain point where you're you're trying to show off a design that could be a website or a static image, something like that, and you're trying to uh, get feedback from the client. Now you know that usual thing of no, 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 move the left left thing up a bit. That you know the big bit, the text at the top, that thing. The the cat's too big, whatever. All of those things are very difficult to do, and usually we rely on crude techniques like screen grabs and things like that. Well, what? project huddle does is it puts a little box in the corner of the screen on the website the dev website that you're working on and it allows the your clients to drag a pin over to a particular point on the page and then say specifically what they want to happen so they might drag it to the cat and say make the cat more green or they might (laughs) green cat wow or they might um you know drag it to the the text at the top the h1 tag and say just make this a little bit smaller and the point is it it really helps that little pain point that point where you get lots of toing and froing with emails um but enough from me let's find out what the plugin author has to say so here we go andre from project huddle i hope you enjoy this episode Hello and welcome to yet another episode of the WP Builds Podcast. Um this time it's me and David Wormsley. It's great to have you with us, David, again. Um and also joined today by now I am gonna mash this up. Um, I'm gonna <laughs> get the first name right. I'm gonna say Andre, and I'm gonna hope that's okay. And then I'm gonna say Gagnon. Uh, that's
1: super close. Oh let's we'll, we'll go with it. <laughs> Okay. Nobody can say my last name. I is think
0: it, we'll g- just keep it a it, secret. Is it g- g- Gagnon? It's Gagnon. Gagnon. Oh, just the last sort of little vowel sound. Yeah, there. it was uh, super close. Oh, okay. it's, a, <laughs> it's passable, i think. so. Well, anyway, Andre, I'll say that bit. Andre is uh, joining us today because he has a plugin, which I'm sure you've come across before. It's certainly come across my radar lots and lots of times. Um, and it's called Project Huddle. Now, I don't really want to tell you what it does because I think we should hand that over to um, Andre. But first of all, I'll just say
2: um, hello to David. Hi there. Hi there. Yeah, uh, I'm really looking forward to this because I, I keep bumping into Project Huddle all the time. And this has gone on for a little while now, about a month. And they keep going back to look at it and every time salivate over it. And then I go, mm, now, how am I going to fit this into my 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 work uh, set up so I'm really looking forward to this chat so I can get a few uh, insights on to where it's going in the future
0: yeah lovely well um, what I'll do to begin with Andre if that's alright is I'll just uh, ask a very generic question which has probably got about six strings to it um, you know tell us where you're from what you do for a living how you ended up doing it what you like to eat and what your favourite <laughs> hairspray is <laughs> <laughs> hairspray.
1: Okay, yeah, I I know. Know, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm my name is Andre. Um, I'm from United States in Wisconsin, which is just up near Canada. If you're familiar with the Green Bay Packers, that's okay. actually where I grew up in Green Bay.
0: Heard of them. I'm in
1: Madison now and um, been doing web design development for the past, I don't know, ten years maybe?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um what were the other questions?
0: Well, I mean, really, it's just a game. It's just, yeah, yeah, hairspray, uh, and uh, no, it's just a, to get a flavor, really. Oh, a, I, how I, you ended I, up doing I, it? Sure. Um, but so maybe so, go on, you carry on. Sorry.
1: Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. Of course. So, um, I guess I graduated from uh, college here in, in Madison and started working for an agency here and just did all print stuff. I had an art degree and did you know a lot of like. Drawing and painting and, and a little bit of design stuff and got hired at an agency and did all their their design work and they actually paid me to learn web stuff so we had our first web client and I got to learn on the job to um, build a website which of course was terrible the first one I ever built but every one I built after that got better and better eventually I got um, fired from that job. Which was actually one of the best business things that's ever happened to me.
2: Hmm.
1: When I got fired, I um, sort of went into a panic for the first hour. Uh, the second hour, I reached out to a bunch of friends, and there's a really great freelancing community here in Madison, um, and they, some a lot of uh, freelancers started referring all their web projects to me, which was awesome. So I had a steady flow of work. Um, in the meantime, uh, because I didn't have a full plate. I decided to try my hand at ThemeForest, so I started building WordPress themes for sale, and really just got in it at the right time. I think um, it was back when nobody really knew; no, none of the authors were on ThemeForest, and everybody was just buying things. And it was just you didn't really have to be that good; you could just sort of build things that you liked, and people would buy them. And it was sort of this magic moment. I think that happened, and then um, been doing that for the past. I'd say since maybe two thousand nine, maybe. <clears throat> and um recently went off my own and um I'm still on Theme Force, but tried my hand at plugin development and, and launched Project Huddle, which I guess is a, a good segue.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, because that's essentially why why we've got you on. So, is this is Project toddle Before we talk about what it does and how it works and all of that, is this a solo project? Do you do this entirely by yourself, or do you uh, freelance some of the stuff out, or do you have a team? Yeah, I wish I had a team. Mm. Um, it's
1: just me. <laughs>
0: uh, I do like doing all the work, but
1: from a business standpoint, it doesn't make sense. It's just probably my maybe my ego or my I don't know. I'm just one of those people who likes to do everything. So yeah. it's me at the moment.
0: Yeah. Well, um, let's get into Project Huddle then. So I could describe Project Huddle, but I I probably wouldn't do it justice. Do you Do you want to describe to us what your what your vision for it is and how it works and what what would we find if we installed it in a WordPress install and and began using it? Yeah, the
1: easiest way to describe it, I think, is point and click feedback. So, design's very visual, web web design's very visual. You know, wouldn't it be great if your client could point and click on parts of a design or website and leave feedback, rather than have these long email chains where they're kind of cryptic and maybe you end up changing the wrong thing, or you you have all this back and forth. It just makes it super concise to get um, feedback right on your design. There's a lot of services that do all this already. Envision's, I think, the biggest one. but they're all hosted solutions and there's nothing for WordPress. I'm a really big fan of WordPress, uh, self-hosting things, being able to tweak things, you know, semi custom to fit your workflow. So that's why I built project huddle. It was sort of a a challenge and it really, at the right time, uh, Um. in their, in their core. So it was sort of becoming a, a web application platform, which, um, I wanted to try out and see if it was capable of of doing, you know, duplicating some of these web apps that were already out there.
0: Um, so the way I've used it is that um, when when you sort of go onto the website, um, let's say you're you're a client of mine, a little box appears in the bottom right hand corner of the screen with a kind of like plus icon on it and a uh, like a speech bubble. And the client is able to click on the plus icon and they can go anywhere on the viewport and drop drop a little pin, if you like. And that pin indicates that there's a comment that's going to be associated with that specific part of the page. And then they can write comments and you can get feedback. But it's a little bit more complicated than that, isn't it? Because it's not just comments, there's all sorts of like version control and things like that in there.
1: Yeah, so there's two parts to it I should, I should have mentioned. Um, a lot, of, a lot of designers work differently. I know some web designers prefer to use like a, a image editing program like Sketch or Photoshop, get feedback there before they jump into the browser. But other designers like to just design in the browser because a lot of these tools make it quick and easy. So there's two parts to Project HODL. The one is um, feedback on static images. So if people that use Sketch and Photoshop can upload their designs. They can get point and click feedback. And then the next version, they can upload and it's version two and so they can see all the previous versions and, and see the changes in real time. Um the website end works a little bit differently, but there's still some, some type of version control where <clears throat> you can leave feedback on a website and resolve individual comments for each version. So as something has changed, you can say, okay, that's done, check that off the list and continue.
0: Um, I think it's a really neat idea. It's, you know, both arms of it. You've got the mock-ups, which, as you said, is a static image. And then you've got the websites, which is actually live on the website. I think it's fair to say that probably both David and I try to design. We both heavily use Beaver Builder. And I think, really, the days for me of doing wireframes and mock-ups and all of that are largely over. So I would, although I would like to use the mock-ups thing, I think I would end up possibly going straight in with the websites. Um and getting the clients to look in in that way do you um do you how to describe this my my reservation or fear i suppose of implementing something like this is that if i had a client who was very fussy they would go in and they would click all over the place and say, this is, wrong, "This is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong." You know, and basically, my entire page would be full of little bullet points from <laughs> from Project Huddle. I mean, literally, ninety percent of the screen would be numbers. Uh, so what kind of, a nightmare! No, yeah. I mean, does that happen? Do you get feedback about that? Like, is there a way to to sort of limit it to um, you can only post five things on this page, or just stop the crazy client who just wants to make your life a living nightmare?
1: I mean, I suppose you could do it. It is um, your own software. So you could, if you were inclined, you know, limit the number of comments. But I found it quite the opposite happened. When people are leaving individual comments and pointing and clicking on things, they can visualize all the changes. So it's almost like the opposite effect. They, they, they actually know how much work would go into all these changes versus mm-hmm. just shooting off an email and forgetting about it. So I've used it with a few projects of my own and it's been great and so some obviously there's some clients that are change crazy maybe you wouldn't want to open it up to but at least in my experience and and hearing from some customers it's kind of the opposite experience.
0: Well that's good to know actually because I think I am going to start using it and I'm I'm going to pick the client that I use it with very carefully to begin with just to you know somebody perhaps that I know and I've got a bit of back history with and I can basically say stop now enough with the comments. (laughs) Uh, but it feels almost like it's two separate products. And I wondered if at any point you'd thought to yourself, I could spin this off into two things. Here's, here's mock-ups. We'll sell that as a different thing. And here's, here's the website side of things. We'll sell that as a, or you could buy both, you know, project Hoddle being two, both joined. So in effect, you get three products out of the one. Did you ever think about doing it that way? Yeah, I
1: did think about that. Mm -hmm. Um, we do a survey for everyone that purchases just to see what they're using more, what they like about it. And, most people use both. So um, kind of go back and forth with that. It is nice to have two separate products, but at the same time, sharing the common code base and, and just for simplicity's sake, it's kind of nice to bundle them together too. Mm. So who knows, it could change in the future, but right now it's, it's sort of one product. Um, I know there's uh, another product out there called um, Track Duck, which is website commenting. Sort of like the website commenting and Project Huddle, they just got acquired by Envision. So I think Envision will end up being all one product as well. So I th- right. I don't know. I think I think for a lot of designers, you know, they're either in one camp or the other where they do sketch mock-ups or or live websites. But a lot of people might do both. They might do wireframes and sketch and then and then need feedback or QA right before they go live. So I think
0: there's value in having both. I think it's fair to say that we've all been through that nightmare of trying to describe to a client exactly what it is. No, 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 no. That no, you know the thing, the upper bit, uh, left of it, You know, it, it's red for goodness' sake. Um, those kind of, and it does obliviate all of that, which is really nice. Um, and presumably, you hand it over to the client and just say, "Look, go to town." just find the things that you don't like and click on them and there's no need to describe them or take screenshots with whatever thing you know you know you don't need to teach them how to use uh, Skitch or some app which will take screenshots and then annotate those so it presumably it does save a rather large amount of time which is you know everybody's going to like um the pricing is pretty straightforward as well might I think you basically offer the one license um, which allows you to install it. Now, forgive me if I've got this the wrong way around, but it feels like you buy a license, you install that on, let's say, your base domain. So in my case, it would go on my company's website, my company's WordPress website. And then you put a small amount of JavaScript in before the body tag of all of your child sites, should we call them. And then from that moment on, they can start editing if they're logged into your base Company website. Have I got that right?
1: Yes, and that's I think the most confusing part because it doesn't really work like a lot of other plugins. You can use it to get website feedback on a Shopify site or a Craft CMS site or whatever other site you're using because it just layers a UI over the top. Um, and it's once people figure that out, that's they get super excited about it. But it's it's that's that's been the challenge to educate people that it can work on, you know, once you have a website or WordPress website set up, you install Project Cuddle, you can use it on any other site to collect feedback.
0: Yeah, I guess I'm going to have to, if I, you know, start using it soon, I'm going to have to educate my clients that they've got to log into my site, um, which will be interesting because I've got all sorts of ways of preventing people from logging in. (laughs) Um, Yeah. If you send um, clients the
1: special links that are, that project cuddle uses it'll prompt them to log in before they're they can do anything. So if you send them the, let's, you create a new website project, you send them that permalink, it'll prompt them to log in and then they it redirects them to the website where they can start commenting. Oh, okay. So it's, we're trying to make it easier, but the, as of right now it's, um, if as long as you use those links, you're taken care of, you don't need to train your clients or anything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I, 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 to be honest with you, it didn't take me a great stretch, but I've you know I live and die in WordPress every day, <laughs> uh, so it wasn't that difficult. But I, I could imagine that would be a, a little bit of a of, of a roadblock. And it's entirely based upon a WordPress. Did you ever think actually this should be a this could be should be a SaaS service instead of a WordPress plugin? Yeah, I think there is probably a hundred SaaS yeah. products. That,
1: so there's there's no shortage of options. Mm. What I found is great about WordPress is that you can extend it and do all sorts of stuff with it without even touching the plugin code. Mm. I know a lot of the support questions I have are, oh, I'm trying to, you know, integrate it into our Slack, or we have a, we want to show a, collect a signature when they approve, or et cetera, et cetera. They can kind of customize it to fit their whatever it is that they want to do.
0: Mm. Um. The other thing that I was going to say about the licensing, which I didn't do a minute ago, is it's $89, which I think gets you one year of support and updates. But that's it, isn't it? You, because you install it once and then you just deploy a bit of JavaScript to the child sites, your one license covers the, everything that you do, really.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yep.
0: So it's, um,
1: you know, you can choose to renew. It's a one-year license, so you can choose to renew which, if you renew, you can get, up, you know, support and updates. Yeah. But if you don't, it's not like it'll stop working. That's that's my biggest uh, pet peeve about SaaS software is you're sort of locked in, and if you ever decide, oh, I, I can't, I, I want to switch uh, platforms, or I can't afford this anymore, or I'm just not using it, all of the th- things that you've uploaded to that site are are gone. You don't yeah. have access to them.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a very commendable attitude, and I wish I wish it was always like that. Um, <coughs> moving on, then I suppose in a way is right. So I see this as a furiously difficult thing to have built, um, because well, you've got this UI over the UI. Uh, and I was thinking about, well, how on earth, what, how did you even begin? What, what's, what's going on there? How do you enable me to drop a pin on top of somebody else's, you, you know, website? And how do you lock it into that specific place? And, and very specifically, how on earth does it cope with like responsiveness? How, how can you do this on a mobile? And then it somehow, if I view it on a desktop later, does it, does it find the right place where the comment is, or does that all get messed up? Yeah, it works responsively. So kind of how it works
1: without getting too technical is when you drop a pin, it finds it on the page based on the content of what you dropped it in. So if it's like a a paragraph, it reads the paragraph content and knows, okay, here's all the, the things that are in the paragraph. If that changes, It'll try and find the best match. So if you cha- make copy changes, the pin will still be there if it matches the best on the page. So what that means is on mobile devices or desktop devices, the pin will will be there no matter what, unless it disappears on mobile, in which case it'll disappear. Oh, OK. Know, does that make sense so, to yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> if,
0: if, for example, you've got a display none, on uh, on a mobile um, paragraph, say, or a div, or something, that will just entirely disappear. So, would I then have to view Project Tottle on a mobile to make that visible to me?
1: Yes, exactly. You can always access your comments on the back end to see. And attached to each comment is a um, resolution, so you can see yeah. when the person commented. Uh, was it on a mobile device? Was it on a desktop device? What browser? what browser version, what operating system they're yeah. using. So it's really useful for yeah. developers who are, let's say, even just tracking bugs, something doesn't look well on mobile,
0: you can see the size, you can see the device, browser, everything that they're using. So you're on version 2.5.0 at the minute, I believe, um, which tells me that you've been doing this for a while and you've gone through various um iterations of it What how does it how does it look or behave differently now to let's say uh version 2 or version 1.5 or, or whatever what, what have you added in over time and then possibly we can move on to the all-important question what will you be adding in in the future <laughs> <laughs> yeah when i when i first did it it was
1: super simple and um I think it was still $89 back then, even, and it was website commenting wasn't even part of it. It was just mock-ups and it was, there weren't versions or anything. It was just a super simple version of the product. And I think launching that way helps because as people buy it, and I didn't get a lot of sales, but um, they sort of tell you what they want. And I think mm-hmm. that's a really great way to build a product. You can guess features and, and things that people want, but really the best way is just to listen to the people who are willing to buy your product and find out what they want and just cater the product more towards them than than your own opinions. Yep. I think that I think that's at least my strategy and it seems to be working for the most part.
0: Um so in terms of features, what what so it started out with basically just mock ups and then over time what you then added in the ability to to do things on on websites, that was a whole separate release, was it?
1: Yes, yep exactly I, that was something people were requesting quite a bit and yeah. um, it was definitely a challenge to figure oh. out how to do it and you know it's one thing to do it on on the same site but I wanted to compete with these other um, software services that so you could get you know if, even if you're a WordPress developer you could get feedback on a Shopify site if you had that kind of a project too mm. so it was sort of a try and cover all the bases.
0: Um, and is the, is this like millions of lines of code or is it, is it fairly easy for you to manage and keep your head, (laughs) you know, keep your head in everything that you've done or do you, you know, is it big enough now that you go back and look and think, oh boy, what was I, how did I, what, what, (laughs) how did I even begin to do that? (laughs) Yeah. So, uh,
1: when I first built this, the, uh, WordPress API, I don't think was included yet. So, um, and it's been included in four, WordPress 4.7, mm-hmm. um, which really will drastically reduce the code base, which I'm, I'm currently refactoring everything. And With the WordPress API, it makes it really easy because you don't have to do a lot of back-end stuff. You already have permissions that are built into WordPress. You have post types, you have comments, you have comment types, which is everything that project call uses. So it's not like I have to create um, something for user accounts or I have to create my own type of post you know custom functionality I'm just using WordPress's functionality in the back end which I think makes it faster yeah your, your code base shrinks because you're relying on WordPress to do all the heavy lifting yeah so it's really just um, knowing how WordPress works and integrating you know where you
0: can hmm um, David do you have some questions for Andre
2: yeah, well, actually, I was just going to comment that when I've been looking at it, I've been looking at it slightly differently. I'm not thinking so much about communication with a client, but actually communication with uh, my colleague who I'm working with. And that's how I can imagine that I'm going to be using it. Because there's often times when, you know, she's working on something. And this is when there's sort of version control and knowing something about the, the browser has been really useful. Because... She can go and stick a note there and say something seems to be off here or I'd like this changing. And I do the sort of more techie side of things. And, uh, yeah, so that's how I see it, which is kind of probably a lot different to how most other people are viewing a project huddle. Yeah, that's
1: a good point. I I do a, a bit of client work every now and then, and I work with um, other developers and we use Project Cuddle, and it's, you know, very valuable for remote teams, I think, that can't sit in front of a computer and point at stuff. And, you know, you're in different time zones, so a lot of people work asynchronously. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely, uh, try to solve that problem as well.
2: Yeah.
0: Does it do? um, Like... We we never got onto the whole um, what's in the future, what is in the future roadmap. So before I ask this, does it do question, I'm going to ask that question. Um, what, what have you got? What have you got planned in the future, or, or at least what can you admit to having planned in the future?
1: Yeah, so I think the, um, it's really tough because the features list of like wishes and wants is like I don't know two two hundred feature requests long. so so it's a hard it's very hard to prioritize but um, I think the biggest issue right now is with the plugin is um, emails whenever somebody makes a comment or resolves something or approves something somebody gets an email which is super useful because you can stay on top of things but at the same time a lot of people don't want sort of the spamming of emails that can happen if uh, you know a lot of different people are commenting so solving that problem with a um, a scheduled email that sort of has a digest of everything and then having uh, only emails if you're subscribed to certain threads or certain uh, certain projects. So that's kind of, I think, tippy top of the features request right now. Not super sexy or anything, but definitely something <laughs> that needs to be done. Um, and then currently just working on refactoring everything to take advantage of the WordPress API, I think, um, Another requested feature is is uh, on mockups. People don't need an account to comment, so it makes it super simple. If you're doing uh, work with your client, you don't have to create an account for them. All you do is send them the link. They can comment. They just provide their name and email, and they comment, which is makes it a super low barrier. Mm. Uh, websites, because it's cross domain, I want to make sure that everything is nice and secure before you just let anybody comment. So that's that's. Um, just taking a while because I want to dot my, dot my I's and cross my T's and make sure that, you know, we're not opening anyone up to any type of vulnerability or anything. So,
0: so what there's especially, I think you mentioned this a minute ago, there's a specially crafted URL, which immediately authenticates that person to use project huddle and puts the project huddle UI in the viewport and so on and so forth. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I get it. Um, yeah, that's that's really cool. I mean, one thing that I was thinking uh, here is my feature request. <laughs> um, yeah. David and I, and just about everybody I think we know, have have all sort of jumped on this this piece of software called Loom. Have you come across use Loom? Oh, I haven't. No. Okay, so Loom is basically it's a uh, how to describe it, David. It's like it's like simple YouTube. You you yes. you you click a button in the Chrome browser, and you can do a video. And and it'll just grab you know you highlight an area and you just it just does it immediately and then as soon as you finished it it uploads it to the cloud and pastes um, uh, sorry copies a URL into the into your clipboard and so on and so forth so it's really easy and quick to share videos and I was kind of wondering because r- the because the written medium is very hard to describe preferences and things like you know you're stuck with words like can we have it bigger or smaller and can it move left and can it move right and and oftentimes i'm imagining that clients they would love to be a little bit more complicated and they would love to just use real language and talk so i was wondering if you know a little video service added in where you could highlight a bit of the ui and then talk about it instead of it being a comment written out
1: that's that's super interesting i
0: hadn't thought about
1: that and nobody has requested that yet so well, um, I I, I will be your one user. Really I'll be your one <laughs> user,
0: and for the for the next ninety <laughs> weeks, you can struggle with that problem. <laughs> that's great. I just think that would be quite nice. You know, I mean, David and I, like I say, it's so easy with this loom. Anyway, that's
2: not for me to decide. So, uh, anyway, David, back over to you. <laughs> no, well, I was a similar kind of request. Well, something I was thinking of. Uh, you know, when I was sticking pins in, I was thinking, gosh, I'd love to be able to say, can you not use this image instead of this image, you know, and actually be able to load that image in. But I guess that would just become too clumsy mm. uh, to be able to add an image. Yeah, I mean, um, it is a
1: feature request and, and it's just maybe something as simple as having attachments so people can oh, mm-hmm. use this image and attach it and then you have that image. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely something that's on the feature request, but just hasn't been started yet. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah those I think are it's, definitely interesting um, ideas and I think what's really great about having lots of different people use it is you get use cases you didn't even think about and I think that's true with any product. You know it's um, you, you think you're making it for a specific person and then somebody else is using it for something completely different. Like I have uh, a few customers that are using it for semi-custom um, like t-shirts on WooCommerce so they Someone buys a t-shirt with, let's say, their name on it. They can get a project huddle link with what it looks like in the final design. And then when they approve it, they're charged and, and it's shipped to their house. So I, that's something I didn't even think about. And it, it's, um, something I couldn't imagine before, uh, before people bought it and started, started using it.
0: There was a really yes. loud noise just then. Did anybody else get that? Yeah, there's a
1: there's a there's a fire alarm test going on right now. <laughs> in the office.
0: Do you need to go? <laughs> no, I, I, I,
1: I, it's always at the worst time. I think.
0: But if, um... if we hear the sound of roaring flames uh, in the next few minutes, and then you become silent, we'll uh, we'll all know <laughs> that it wasn't a fire alarm test. It was, in fact, a fire alarm. Um, yeah, that's that's. I mean. The, the next thing i think that we might move on to is is if we perhaps put project adlonto on to one side and talk about your your experience with the other side of your business which is um now i'm going to say it's a you you create themes uh, under the banner of theme which is that right yep that's right and you sell those where yeah so that that's
1: where i got my start on theme force it's kind of how i started with products uh started theme which in 2009 maybe and back then it wasn't a plan to be a theme developer or anything it was just trying it out trying a theme on theme forest and just seeing what happened and it turned out um the first one I did did pretty well so I started making more and um I think uh I, I it was just it's just been me the entire time and a lot of these other people when they started I think started hiring more people and uh start building their companies and um, probably something I should have done, but I I really just enjoyed what I was doing and I enjoyed building things. Um, And some of these other, these other people that started around me are now, you know, these big companies and they're, they can release these themes that are, I don't know, thousands of features. And, and there's just no way I can compete with just, just myself with the theme with the uh, theme feature game. So, um, and, and to be honest, a lot of the stuff that's coming out is, is really great. I mean, that the quality on theme is It can be hit or miss, but some of the stuff is wow. The design is really good. I don't know. I don't know that I can compete anymore. You know. <laughs>
0: well, we we, <laughs> so, we we think of a lot about themes on this podcast, and we think a lot about the, the you know the visual presentation of WordPress websites. And um, are you bullish about the future of themes, or do you think with the advent of things like? page builders, Beaver Builder and Elementor and so on, do you think they're going to eat, eat all, all that pie up and and essentially, you know, make it so that you don't really need a theme because you can build whatever you like with a point and click interface?
1: I mean, it is what it is. Mm. I, I I have nothing against page builders. I think they're great. I mean, it was, if it's only a matter of time before things like that became super easy. You know, somebody was going to do it and all the other CMSs like, I think, craft CMS is sort of similar in that you can sort of make your own layouts. Um, But I think there's two different types of client. There's, you know, just I I use the analogy just because you can build your own house doesn't mean that you're going to, Um, there's a certain type of client that just wants you to take care of it and it to work and to work really well and they trust an expert and there's another type of client or that wants more control and wants to do things themselves. So, um, as far as not needing themes, I don't know. I think, I think they can work in tandem together. You you know, you still need a design. You still need um, a brand. You still need somebody with the expert expertise to know uh, what things convert, you know, how, how to, how to get more people to your contact form, how to create that funnel, so to
0: speak. Mm. And have have you found theme forest to be a, a good place to, position your business um because we in this community it, it's kind of it, you could flip a coin you know the comment would be good or the comment would be bad um how's you, how, how do you get on with all of that you know theme forest side of things it is what it is I mean you it's not a partnership it's a transaction
1: with theme forest they're not they're, again they're they're looking out for themselves and and their bottom line and and if you're willing to accept that then then that's great. But I think a lot of people like the way it used to be and they're trying to hold on to, um, you know, where they, where they would, I guess, listen to their authors more because there were fewer of them. They weren't, you know, there, I think there was maybe when I when I was there, when I started, it was like 900 authors or something. And now I don't know what it is. I think it's maybe close to a half million or a million or something like Whoa, that. Whoa, so wow. Maybe, okay. maybe that's not right. I'm mm-hmm. just doing that off the top of my head. It just okay. seems like that. Yeah. <laughs> but um I think people their voices are sort of getting lost because there's so many other people on there. And, and to Theme Force and invado's credit, you know, you can't listen to everybody because there's just so many people with differing opinions. Um so I think they're just doing what they want. But if, if my opinion is if if you really don't like Theme Force, you don't like being an author on there, there's nothing forcing you to mm-hmm be there yeah um you can leave and try it off on your own i mean there is value in in what they provide they give you an audience you know you don't have to market as much
0: but you know it is what it is i guess guess. from from a purchaser's perspective it's some it's just very hit and miss sometimes they're around for a while and sometimes they disappear or it feels like you've you've pressed the purchase button and then they go out of business or at least don't update anything the very next day uh anyway i shouldn't i shouldn't really moan david have you got any thoughts on that
2: yeah i mean perception of theme forest i think a lot of you know our friends have bought those big multitasking themes that do absolutely everything for you and of course you know the code base is you know huge to keep maintaining that and updating it particularly when they've added in so many other plugins to it that it seems to me that there's no recurring income from it that they just disappear and that's that. so it's got that little bit of reputation for being the place you go to that you can't really trust on the long term for your clients.
1: What yeah do I, guess, you think? I can
2: see that. Mm. But it's not it's, true you see I know there were good themes out there who there are quite simple themes and they can be looked after long term I know that too. Yeah, it's, it's tough to find one because
1: I think a lot of the ratings you see, people review themes and, and if there's just a lot of value, you get a lot of features for your money, they're just going to rate it high, whether it's a quality product or not. Yeah. So it's yeah. kind of hard to find quality yeah. products or something yeah. specifically you're looking for. I think there's definitely a, a need for themes that are more developer friendly. I think right now they just bundle all these plugins and try and make it easy for like the average user or the average WordPress implementer that knows a bit about WordPress, but um, you know, doesn't want to jump into a code editor. I think there's a need on the other end for somebody that's has a web shop and just needs to customize their theme through a child theme, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I'm just guessing.
0: Yeah. No, it's (laughs) it's certainly interesting. Um, Yeah. I mean that debate can rage on and on for, Days, weeks, and months can't it? um Do you in, in your business is Project Huddle becoming increasingly the thing that you are doing, or are you still, you know, fifty percent themes? 50% sorry, you cut, you cut off. 2nd I am sorry. Can you hear me now? Yep. Yeah, I was just saying, does did does your business kind of rely more and more on Project Huddle and less on themes, or is it the other way around? And, and how do you see that going in the in the coming year and you know three or four
2: years?
1: Yeah, it's half and half right now. Mm. Um, half my time is split between themes and, and support themes, and, and and the other half is for uh, Project Huddle. I'm definitely more excited about the future of Project Huddle just because themes I can see um, you know, just becoming more saturated, harder to compete in that space business-wise, and I'm just not as excited about it anymore. I don't know why that is, if mm. it's um, – Everything's been done, you know, usually when, before I build a theme, I have a really great idea and I have a vision in my head and I haven't had any ideas or any sort of, um, vision for what, what a theme would be if I were to do another one. So, um, it's one of those things too, that I, I often say this, but it's the difference between design and development, because with a theme, you it's mostly design that sells. You know, you're looking at the theme and you're like, "Oh, I like how this looks. It has the functionality I need." With a plugin, it's a lot more about functionality, and it seems as I got better at design, it got harder, and as I got better at development, it got easier. I don't know if that's true with everybody, but maybe I just got pickier at design. But design is really hard. I think it's definitely something that's um, doesn't. You could spend all day doing a design and then hate it at the end of the day and that's just a waste of a day. Whereas development, you can keep building and keep building and it feels good every step of the way. I don't know, it's just um, been a change in in what I enjoy.
0: Mm. It's kind of nice that you've got both irons in the fire, uh, in a way, because it, obviously, if you're losing potentially losing a little bit of interest in the theme development side of things, and Project Toddle is taking off, it must be it must be quite a nice thought to think that this thing that I enjoy more is becoming more and more popular, and hopefully over time I can make that eighty percent, ninety percent, and then possibly a hundred percent, and then that that would be that would be super cool.
1: Yeah, for sure. I I think the surprising thing about doing project huddle and, and you know, I think anybody would, would know going off on your own, there's a huge marketing component that you just don't anticipate or you just it's just foreign to me. Uh in you know when you're on theme force it's not something you really have to worry about as much because they have an audience. But marketing is is takes up a, a lot more time than you than you realize and I don't really know what I'm doing. Yeah. Um I think there's definitely value in hiring an expert it's just uh, been sort of like a new challenge that that I hadn't expected.
0: Well, I think it's fair to say that David and I don't have a clue what we're doing either. <laughs> in general, I, I think
1: I, I think I mean maybe I'm wrong, but marketing. I think you need a a pretty big budget. You know, at least at first, just to get the word out, just to get your name in front of as many eyeballs as possible. I think you can do it without a budget, but it just takes a long time, and you just have to be patient.
0: Have you had any sort of epiphanies where suddenly something worked or you said something in the right in the presence of the right person and your sales jumped or you noticed that people were paying more attention
1: I think just talking about your product more mm-hmm. you know coming coming and talking to you guys certainly helps you know just telling just being honest about what you do and and, and what you think about things you do I think it's really hard for people to talk about their own products and kind of promote themselves or maybe it's just hard for me but it's you always feel like you're pitching something when when really you should just be talking about what makes you excited about your product
0: yeah i can totally relate to that i mean i don't have a product but i i get the whole thing about you know talking about yourself and beefing yourself up and making yourself sound important i i I don't know how people manage to to pull that off with authenticity it's i think that's an amazingly well it's an amazing skill which i don't possess a great deal of (laughs) that's probably a good thing well Um, yeah (laughs) i think it's a mixed blessing and i think david you're you probably feel similarly Mm, yes
2: hey the one thing i will say though about project huddle though it keeps popping up by i don't know if it's just the groups that we're in but you know it's different people who keep saying this is fantastic and that's why I keep going back to it quite a number of times because I've forgotten from the first time what it was. But, uh, so it's working, you know, even if there's not a big budget for it, Yeah, <laughs> Something's people working, are selling right? it. Yeah. Yeah. I think
1: it's, it's, um, yeah. Getting involved in communities probably, I guess, to go back to the question that you, that you asked Nathan, but, uh, yeah, the fact that it keeps popping up, I think is a lot of people that are using Beaver Builder find this product super valuable because they're, they're, you know, using Beaver Builder to create these pages and they can get feedback on it. Yep. Um, so it's definitely helped that is to be part of these communities and to try and contribute and just be yourself, I think, is probably one of the, the best things. I think the reason why you might see it over and over, too, is I do a lot of um, Facebook retargeting. Super small budget, but anybody that that visits Project Huddle will see you know ads in their on their facebook page for the next 30 days for it with right. with a special offer too but um it just makes it seem like i'm everywhere because you see me once and now you see me on facebook or whatever you see project on facebook but it's not it's not the truth it just appears that way. <laughs> that makes sense.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because I haven't I mean I'm on Facebook all the time um and uh, but but your the project huddle adverts haven't haven't come my way and the the but I definitely have heard from you from authentic people who I know um writing authentic words um about how they like it and here check this out this is a a nice you know a nice toy that you should all be playing with. So definitely it's working. Um, it's just getting more and more momentum, isn't it? And keeping all of that up and trying to maintain that. And whilst at the same time, trying to lead a normal life and get on with your work of maintaining it, it's, I can imagine that's really a, a difficult act to, to follow.
1: Yeah. And I think, um, anybody that does this by themselves, which I wouldn't recommend, uh, <laughs> <laughs> has to figure out how to split their time and what to do. You know, I'm trying to, I, I really enjoy Building things and developing things, so it's super easy to put my my head down and, and you know in a code editor and, and add a bunch of new features. But what's harder is to force myself to talk to people. To okay, I'm going to spend a day or two or two days this week and really reach out to a lot of people in community or just add value to people. Yeah, you know, somebody has a WordPress question, maybe just answer it if you can answer it. Um, just uh be involved i think is it just takes more effort because it's not something i do automatically
0: no D- david is the master at what you've just described being involved and you know he's just brilliant at it aren't you david
2: <laughs> no 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 i just uh, twitter my time <laughs> No, <not at> all.
0: <laughs> well speaking of time um yes. oh what a segue that's the best i've ever done um I think we might be getting towards our time um, unless, David, you've got something you, you would like to say or, Andre, you have something that you'd like to say.
1: Uh, not I, for me. I,
0: I, I just want to thank you guys for having me on.
1: Okay. Um, you know, it's part of the, the reason Project Huddle is building momentum is because, you know, you guys and, and other people like you – You know, give me a a stage to talk about what I do and and it just wouldn't be possible without the kinds of stuff you guys do and I really enjoy your show too so it's kind of cool to be on here
0: oh Oh, wow yeah thank Thank you very much indeed um speaking of talking I tried another segue there and it didn't work (laughs) 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 that was Robbie (laughs) um we usually give our guests a little bit of an opportunity at the end um if they want to I don't know promote something I think um, this is a good opportunity. Maybe say where you can be found on various social platforms or, or just talk for a second about something new that we haven't discussed. It's entirely up to you. You can make it as long or as short as you like.
1: I don't have a lot. I guess, um, we didn't even say the the project huddle URL, but yeah, you can just Google project huddle. I don't know if, does anybody use URLs anymore or they just go to Google? I think,
0: yeah, I mean, we'll be mentioning it. I'll put it, I'll put a link in the show notes and but but it is what is it project huddle.io yep that i o and um
1: i think we have a a special coupon code for this podcast we do i'm not sure if you're putting
0: it on the no i'll I'll mention it now um and i'll mention it in the the bit that we record at the beginning of the podcast and that is to say that andre has very kindly um, offered uh, a coupon code, which I presume is to be implemented at the checkout portion of the you know the process of buying the plugin. Um, and the coupon code is WPBUILDS, all capital letters, no spaces, and you will get 15% off um, your yearly license, which is normally valued at £89. So I don't quite know what that would be, but 15% off that, which is really kind. Thank you for doing that. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. And we always have cheesy music at the end of the podcast and so, but we we don't actually hear it whilst we record it. We just have to, I just add it in at some point. But the awful music is fading in as we speak and um, and, I, and that's always the cue for me to say goodbye and and offer the opportunity for everybody else to say goodbye. Thanks okay. goodbye for me, David. Yeah. Yep, goodbye. Thanks for having me. No sweat. So we'll see you all next time. Bye-bye.